Welcome back to Two Crows Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Holmes. I have people writing in and letting me know what states or specific creatures they want me to report on, and we had a few for Alabama. The first one I found was one I had never heard before, and it's the Wolf Women of Mobile. The first recorded sightings we have of her is in April of 1970 in some of the suburbs around Mobile. Some of them were Port City and Plateau, where people started having multiple encounters with this creature. These were described as being half-wolf and half-women, and numerous residents began to call the Mobile Register to report them. On April 8th of 1971, the newspaper reported on these stories, complete with a drawing of the creature. Most residents claimed that the mythical creature was actually rather pretty and very hairy, with the top half being woman-like in nature and the bottom half being like a wolf. Kind of like a minotaur, but wolf-woman? Within a week after the reports in the newspaper, it received another 50-plus calls reporting the exact same sightings. Is this mass hysteria, or were people actually seeing this creature? Some of the callers reported they were chased, stalked, and later even saw the thing roaming in their backyards, but always at night. The residents would say it would look at them and was extremely beautiful, but would then drop down and run on all fours like a wolf. No one was ever hurt or assaulted by the wolf woman of Mobile, but the Mobile surrounding police departments took the sightings very seriously because of the sheer number of reports. However, after about 10 days of the initial sightings, the wolf woman of Mobile disappeared just as suddenly as she appeared and has never been seen since. Now, was she a skinwalker or a werewolf? Maybe just a deformed dog or wolf? We won't know unless she shows up again. Next, we go over to Abeville, Alabama, where there is something sinister lurking around the streets, and it wants your children. And the children of Abeville are warned to be home before the street lights emerge, because there may be something lurking in the shadows, waiting just for them. So if the children there see a seven-foot-tall apparition wearing all black, with a fancy hat. You will see her swaying back and forth along the streets of Abeville, her long dress sweeping the floor behind her as she walks. And while she patrols the streets, if she sees something she likes, she will chase you down, wrap you up in her arms, hug you tight, and scream deep in your ear. Her name is Huggin' Molly, and this is not a hug you're gonna want to encounter. One of the residents of this town says, on a cold, dark, rainy night, so bitterly cold, damp, and dark, 
when even street lights won't burn and the striking of a match refuses to yield the tiniest flame. On nights like this, Huggin Molly comes out of her lair and roams the street of Abeville to see whom she can find. And while she walks the streets, you will know it's her, because even the street lights do not cast a glow upon her. It's almost as if she's made out of pure shadow. The details of her face have never been seen. It's almost as if they're muted or distorted in some way, masking them from people. You know it's a woman, you know she has features, but it's hard to distinguish or make them out, or possibly it's hard just to remember them. No one's ever been harmed by her in a very physical way. It is more of this tight hug and a piercing scream into your ear, and then she releases you and you're off on your way. So where did she come from? Where did her origin story begin? The first theory is that she was a woman who lived in Abeville a very long time ago, possibly the late 1800s, and she lost a child, one of the worst, most painful things a mother can go through. That when she sees children, she's looking for hers, and when it's not hers that she grabs and hugs within her arms, she's absolutely grief-stricken and screams that scream only a mother who's lost a child can feel within their bones. In another legend, she was a professor of agriculture at the local school, and in this version, she's trying to keep the children safe by ushering them off the streets at night. Possibly there was something out there harming children or people in general back when she was a professor, and she wants to get the children inside and protect them. Another story that has gone around was that someone or someones were getting dressed up and pretending to be an apparition and trying to scare children off the streets at night. An actual human being that was doing this then possibly mass hysteria begins and other people start to experience the same thing out of fear, which we've seen often, including when we had the uh, dancing plague episode. Now, this being an apparition of a woman in black is something that we have not discussed before. We've talked about the gray ladies and the, the women in white, but we have not talked about the women in black. They are often seen in Europe but also among the Americas, and it is seen that they have long black gowns, sometimes a veil covering their face. It appears almost as if they're mourning something. Oftentimes their stories lead to men encountering them, which makes this story a little different with the children. But men typically encounter them who have either recently had an affair or did something nefarious to a woman, and these women in black who are mourning for themselves also mourn for these other women and see something 
within this man in front of them that they saw in the partner that either killed them themselves or harmed them in some way and go after and either scare, terrify, um, or haunt this man, sometimes even in the stories, killing them. Now, Hug and Molly was very real to the residents of Abeville, and a boy named Jimmy Rain had a story to tell. He says, anybody who grew up in Abeville grew up knowing the legend of Hug and Molly. If your mother or dad didn't want you to be out after dark, they'd tell you Hug and Molly would get you. And you believed it, too. Next on the list for Alabama, we have the Downy Booger. Pretty sure I'm saying that right, because that's how it's spelled. And this creature was first seen and reported in the 1800s. It is said to be half animal, half human. That was first reported in Winston County, Alabama, by cousins John and Joe Downey, when they were returning home for a late night dance. Reports said they were riding their horses when they suddenly saw a very strange-looking creature that leaped out in front of them. They were reported as saying it looked both like a human as well as an animal. When they started to go back home and approached the area where they saw it, both of their horses came to a complete stop. No matter what they did, their horses would not move forward, so they had to turn around and go another way. Other witnesses also saw the downy booger, including Jim Jackson, who was on his way to a commissary in Galloway, a mining town, with a load of moonshine with horse-drawn wagons. He suddenly saw this creature walking directly behind his wagon. His first reaction was to try to outrun it, and then he suddenly remembered his gun lying beside him to fight off would-be robbers. He took his gun and fired twice at the thing and hit it, and it immediately began to scream and limp away on three feet. News soon spread, and a posse was formed to find the creature, and they searched the forest to only find traces of blood along the sand bed where the cousins first reported seeing it. Whatever this creature was, was never found alive or dead, just the traces of its blood. Next, we have Alabama's mythical white fang. Not fang thang, like, you fly thang you, which has been seen since the early 1940s in Alabama. This creature has been seen in the counties of Morgan, Etowah, and Jefferson, where the people that have seen it say that it was more than eight feet tall and covered in dense white hair. Most of the sightings occurred in the refuge area of Happy Hollow, Walnut Grove, Moody's Chapel, and the Wheeler Wildlife Refuge. The witnesses have said that it could move very quickly in spite of its size, and its screams sounded like an eerie woman's 
Most people speculate that it is an albino Bigfoot or a very large albino bear, but the reports vary wildly. While most report describing it as over eight feet tall with thick white hair, some witnesses describe it more like a white lion. Although an even weirder description of a very tall white-haired creature that resembles a kangaroo, but with the head of a cat. The witnesses have also indicated that while it stands on two legs, it runs on all four. It is also reported that it has an extremely foul and disgusting odor. This is quite common when talking about mythical creatures. There's almost a odor of either decay or um, like rotten egg, sulfur kind of a smell. It's, it's quite common for apparitions as well as other mythical creatures, which makes people wonder if they're from an alternate like realm, um, another dimension possibly that is seeping over into ours, or if they are from the other side of the veil and we're smelling the decay or decomp from the death of the other side. But if you're ever in that area of Alabama and you're near drainage ditches along Jones Valley, Governor's Drive, and Monte Sano Mountains, keep an eye out for the white thing. Often they're described as having no eyes or ears and a lot of times when they've been de depicted in certain TV shows, they have used echolocation or some sort of other sonic location to be able to um, find their prey. Which this albino sort of Bigfoot leads us into the other sightings of Bigfoot that have taken place in 41 of the 67 counties in Alabama. We all know our big friend that likes to be in the Pacific Northwest, but sightings have been all over the United States, and Alabama is a hotbed for those sightings. The sightings have actually been so numerous that the television series Killing Bigfoot recently visited the state to investigate the numerous reports. One of the state's most interesting reports involved a huge set of claw marks that were made by something much larger than a bear that was found in a tree in Escambia County in January of 2017. However, there have been reports of the elusive creature in the historic state since the 1800s, with one of the earliest in 1870. In newspaper articles discovered by Bruton attorney named Chuck Jones, these articles described a huge and strange something, and it was seen in an impenetrable jungle swamp located near Bruton. These early reports indicated that it looked like a huge human that was grotesque and pitiable and could not talk. However, 140 years later, the reports keep rolling in about Bigfoot. One of these sightings happened near the Konica National Forest. In this report, a truck driver reported seeing a big, black, hairy, man-like creature close to seven feet tall crossing the road directly in front of him. 
When he stopped to investigate, there were large footprints found right where he entered the woods. Soon after that, in the Andalusia, Alabama, near the same forest, a woman also had a very scary similar experience. One evening, she was closing her barn doors, only to look up and see a frightening sight, a huge creature covered in orange-tinted hair that she estimated weighed over 450 pounds. There have recently been so many sightings of the legendary Bigfoot near the town of Evergreen that it has been named the Bigfoot capital of Alabama. The residents have been having so much fun with the Bigfoot sightings that they decided to create a Bigfoot hunters organization. It has over 50 members in it to this day. More and more people are coming together and telling stories and comparing notes. They are identical to mine said pastor, a pastor of Bigfoot Hunters, Wesley Ackerman. We have seen the eyes of this animal, the Sasquatch. We saw had yellow eyes. Ackerman has seen it, and he's not alone. This creature is eight to ten feet tall, said Pine Orchard resident Carl Poo. It has a head as big as a cow. His body is brownish black, looking but he looks nothing like the picture of Bigfoot. His shoulders are as wide as a Volkswagen. At times it sounds like a dozer walking by and other times it's as loud as a cricket. There are a lot of eyewitness reports of people watching it walk or run across the road, said Monroeville resident Ashley McFall. It's really big, really tall. You can't wrap your mind around how big it is. People from all walks of life are sharing similar stories about a creature they've seen roaming through Konica County. Ackerman took us out in the woods and showed us the knocking sound and the call that the Bigfoot makes, but we saw no sign of the big fella. They realized others may think they've lost their minds, according to WSFA 12. When I heard people talk about it, I didn't believe it, Pug said. But when you look at it and see its eyes, and you will believe it. If I had one wish, I wish you could see what my eyes saw. If I hadn't had some of the experiences and talked to the people I've talked to, I probably wouldn't believe it either, McFall said. What everyone wants is proof, McFall shared, these Polaroid pictures with us. It's tough to make out, but he says these are footprints. It's the real deal, the mayor said. There's something out there. I think this will put Evergreen on the map as either the kookiest place in Alabama or the most interesting. It's one of those things you may need to check out for yourself. I used to live close by there and I will say driving through the more desolate areas of Alabama are quite interesting, fascinating, and terrifying all at the same time. The greenery is gorgeous, but it's also very, I don't know, otherworldly. If you've been through Alabama and witnessed things that were different for yourself, I'd love to hear about it. If you could go over to the YouTube channel and leave a comment of your stories, I would love to hear about them.
or you could email me and I'll leave that in the description. And as always, if there is another place or creature in particular that you would like to hear about, please let me know. I want to cover all of your interests. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Crow out.